Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Thursday? Is it Thursday morning? Uh, Wednesday morning? As people listen to this, it will be Thursday morning. I'm losing track here. I'm off the rest of the week of Sports Talk Mississippi, so sort of. I'm very excited about that. No uh, no, no, Hey Dad uh, tomorrow, or today, tomorrow, or Monday. But I'll have Hey Dad tomorrow, right? Yeah, we will have a Friday Thunder and Lightning. Yeah. For sure. So I want to thank all of our uh, great listeners checking us out at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of you, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Open 5:30 a.m. to midnight. That is the kind of service I'm talking about over at Strange Brew. They got you covered. Breakfast, second breakfast, luncheon, elevensies, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. Got you covered. Yeah, there's no time of day you can't enjoy Strange Brew Coffee. Well, I, I guess, guess between, 2 a.m. would yeah, would be a time at 2 a.m. You don't need coffee at 2 a.m. No, you need to rest. That's so time to rest. So you're ready to get up at 5.30 and go get your next cup. Normally, I would say any time is a good time for Strange Brew. But I will not say that 2 a.m. is. I won't. So that unless, you're, unless it's during the end of the semester, during finals, then when they're open 24 hours, then I will allow it. Well, when little Chloe Kate Coleman makes her arrival any day, might now, I might day. need some 2 a.m. coffee. Yeah, I agree with that. So... Well, whenever you're the, whenever in the mood for uh, for great coffee drinks, you know where to go. Strange Brew Coffee House, Highway 12 and University Drive. And, of course, Brupolo in, ironically, Tupelo. Hmm. So, uh, Imagine that. I found out today that the doctor who's involved with the Big Ten is named Dr. Ackerman or something. Because I saw one of these FOI requests requested Ackerman. And I was like... They they're looking into dealings in Choctaw County. What's happening over there? I know a man, I know a guy who can get some information. I can there. get to the bottom of that. Did your mom win that election? Uh, she is now in a runoff. If she needs any help campaigning, so on you know, let's see, I'll rough some people up on this coming Tuesday, actually mm-hmm. August the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. We we don't endorse <clears throat> Ann Coleman. I do. Officially, I cannot. Well, officially, I can. Oh, that's your mom. She gave birth to me. You, you're free. So if you anyone free. listening here has any issue with me endorsing my mom... I cannot officially uh, endorse her because she's not a paid sponsor. I feel like that you know, would have to give equal time to her true. opponent. But that said, she's a lovely woman. So. Well, I know this. She raised an incredible son. Two. Chris is all right. As I said, she raised an incredible son. I heard he was... Oh, at, Chris was at Welcome Home Beef bro. the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. He he hits up our sponsors. That's a good man. Uh, he, I think every one of them. He is. A, he's a loyal Thunder and Lightning Head, he's or whatever a you Thunderbolt call it. and Lightning Head. Yeah, or something like that. We'll figure it out. CollegeCornerStore.com. Go there today. Buy a gift card. It's thirty percent off. I can't make your life any simpler than that. I can't. I can't put the. I'll, uh, at that point, I'm putting the money in your wallet. All right. It's like a tooth fairy kind of thing. You just wake up in the morning and there's money under the pillow. But in this case, it's a College Corner gift card that you paid 30 bucks for 
30 bucks less than you should have for. That's a great deal. So shop at collegecornerstore.com or visit them at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Check out the biggest and best selection of of MSU merchandise, college football merchandise, Ole Miss, Southern, LSU, the rest, other schools, as we we like to call them, in central Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems wants you making sure that your business is running as smoothly as possible. They are trying to do their best to take care of you. All you've got to do is give them a call and find out what 45 years of experience in the Magnolia State is going to get you. They've got all of the solutions to make sure your business is running smoothly and efficiently and keeping you in the in, in the black, right? Yes, if you want to uh, you're not... You're making money, you're in the yes, black. Yes, if you don't want to uh, lose money, you would want to be in the in black. In the red is the other one, right? Yeah, that, that's not good, generally. Okay, so in the black. Yes. All right, I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. So that's why... I jo- Joel Coleman, fact checker here on Thunder and Lightning. The number is 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Oh, we came in strong there. Oh, I thought, well, I thought we were going to come in together. But. No, no, I just saw you started talking. I was like, take it. <laughs> you, could be, you could become the tagline guy here. You know, I, I got to come up with one for Strange Brewing for uh, College Corner. But, you know, I just give you the point and you just say... Whatever it is to the- Helps your business. Do business. There you go. Yeah, I, I thought we were going back. Welcome home there. beef. It just tastes good. There we go. See, when I point, you do the tagline. All right, I'll come up with two. I'll come up with them somehow. <clears throat> All right, let's let's come up with a show. <laughs> That's a hell of a start to the show. Um, uh, behind the scenes at Thunder and Lightning, um, generally when we have evening. when we have nights like this, it's so. What are we talking about today? Uh, and as we push play to record, I think we have an idea mm-hmm. generally where we're going. We're going to see where it takes Let's us. Let's see. We're going to see where it takes us. We talked to players tonight. Uh, Kobe Jones, Errol Thompson, and uh, Austin Williams. And in talking to them, they all sort of had the same message about the way practice is going now. And we, I think back to uh, January, February, before the pandemic started, and the videos coming out of Hale State video. They had a theme to them, right? They were showing the team basically getting worked into the ground. Because that was the talk coming out of the yeah. Moorhead era. Th- those, those videos didn't come out by accident. No. But the team was soft. <laughs> Lack of a better word. Soft. <laughs> and you, they knew, they had heard your, the, the, the MSU fan make their appeal that we want to see a tougher stronger, faster Mississippi State football team. So what were the videos? They were were workouts. But I think now, and talking to those guys tonight, they said that, you know, Mike Leach practice, all all gas, no breaks, I believe is what Errol Thompson said. None of the time is wasted. It's a very efficient, crisp practice. I think that is as as important as the the off-season stuff to me. You know, we've been talking for the past few years about Mississippi State Dan Mullen tried to get tried to get it going and got it going at times. Joe Moorhead never really got it going the way he wanted to. Obviously, about the word everybody's favorite word. If my if my competitor, my drive time competitor Jake Wimberly is listening, the word is tempo. You know, State has just never been a great tempo team, but Mike Leach is a great tempo coach. Joel Coleman, are we going to see tempo? Are we going to see? That ball getting snapped with 20 seconds, 25 seconds still on the play clock, getting getting on the line, getting into formation, and going. 
I mean, all that comes down to conditioning, right? Or a lot of it comes down to that. Yeah. And being in shape. And, and depth. And depth. But I, I don't think that those videos, you talked about those videos and this team getting in shape to mm-hmm. possibly, you know, be a, be a good tempo team. I don't think that was just a lot of fluff for fluff's sake. You and I were talking before we went on the air tonight, sitting there looking at Errol Thompson tonight on those it's lost some weight on those Zoom videos. It's yeah. so weird to have media sessions all online now, but is what it is. Um, he looks in as good a shape as I've seen him. I think. Um, looks like he's definitely lost some lbs, and I don't mean uh, you know losing muscle. He, he he looks like he is in fantastic shape so just going by that you sure feel like and it sure looks like there there's an emphasis upon you know conditioning and and being able to do things with tempo to to be able to do what you're talking about snap the ball snap the ball move down the field move down the field um and i guess in errol's case and things in in the fourth quarter maybe the defense you know has has a little more oomph to it we're gonna have to wait until games start to know for sure. But they're saying the right things that make you think that, yeah, maybe this team can can have a little more success with, with tempo and, and conditioning and all, all those all those things. So you're not sitting there in the fourth quarter frustrated uh, watching this team play. I, I, I think it definitely, definitely you have seen all the things that you could see through two two training camp practices to feel better about things in that regard. But that said, then, I guess the next question becomes, do they have the depth, the depth to do these things? Uh, you know, wide receivers, there's so many options there, you have to think, yes. Well, um, there's options. Are they good options? I don't know. Uh, you know, and they, they, I don't even know if they know yet. Yeah. Um, I asked Austin Williams about that tonight. I said, hey, you know, have you wrapped your head around the idea that guys like you who didn't catch a whole lot of passes last year are going to catch 40, 50, maybe 60 passes this year? But, I mean, Brian, there's a ton of bodies out there for there wide receivers. I mean, you and I, if we sat here and just started calling out wide receivers' names, I mean, we could get to, what, 15 or 20 guys are just wide receivers. I mean, we could pull up the 2020 roster and count yeah. them. I mean, yeah, there's 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 definitely guys But, I mean, there. you have four guys that used to have TE beside their names and now have WR. So there's four extra ones there, and you you add the you add in the freshman newcomers. Yeah, you know that's not even counting well, Osiris and uh, Austin and Javante Payton and, and guys that have already been here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a ton of guys. You got to think from a depth standpoint, you can find six, seven, eight guys that you can pretty consistently uh, rely on in this offense. Do you have the offensive linemen to do it? Talking about depth. I mean, I feel like you do because like we were saying the How other many do day, you need? Eight? Eight guys you can trust? That, that That's always the number, isn't it? That like, was Hevesy's like, number. Yeah, that was always Hevesy's number. <laughs> that, that feels about right. It feels about right. And, and, I mean, running back, I mean, Jaquavius Marks, we haven't seen him do a darn thing yet. But between he and and Walker and it's the same thing except that with with Kylan Hill there is a guy there you know you can trust but then behind him Walker Marks Witherspoon and Dylan Johnson they're there you got yeah. four guys there but you don't really know what you have there well i mean you know 
that's the case for anybody in the SEC not named Alabama or Georgia or LSU, right? I mean, guys move on. and well, there, there may be another team or two you could throw in there yeah. if you wanted to. But well, I agree. You get what I'm saying. Every year, outside of the truly elite teams that just have 25, 4, and 5-star classes every year, you know, you're always going to have maybe a guy up front, and then you have youth and inexperience behind it. That, that's just and how even, rosters are generally at at at, at LSU this year. There's not a lot of experience, you know, with Clyde Edwards Hilaire gone. John Emery and Chris Curry haven't played a whole ton uh, at Alabama. What's there behind Najee Harris? I mean, the next guy there is probably Trey Sanders, who who missed all of last year with an, with a, an ACL tear. Uh, you mentioned Georgia; they're inexperienced in the backfield this year. You know, Zamir White and and uh, James Cook, and uh, I forget the other guy they have his name, but. Talented guys, all four or five star guys come out of high school, but there's not a lot of experience there for sure. Don't you feel like though offensively, Mike Leach just seems like when you think about his career and when you think about what he's done, that he's the great equalizer. It's almost like it doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah, it comes to mind. Yeah. Uh he's gonna get production out of you. Yeah. If you're a receiver or a QB at the end of the year, you're going to have humongous numbers. Yeah, I mean and that, it, that's just been the case. You look at uh, even his, you know, even in his first year at Washington State, they didn't they they turned the ball over too much, which I, I have less of a concern with with KJ Costello, an efficient quarterback, right? But they still threw for 3,900 yards. They still had you know six or seven guys between 30 and 60 catches, so. Even walking into a team that the year before was two and ten, he was able to. And it, did, it didn't show up on the win loss record as much because they were still terrible defensively. But and they didn't have a guy like Kylan Hill to run the football. But they were still able to pass the football with impunity. They yeah. passed the ball for three hundred thirty yards, and they're the ninth best passing offense. And that was his worst passing team at, at, at Washington State. So yeah, Mike Leach equals passing yards. That's that's going to happen. It's just. You have to find the other two pieces, the running game and the defense. If you have some running game, and then, gosh, if you have some defense, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. And, you know, this team defensively, I really don't know what this team is going to be defensively is my problem. You know, you said, you know, what's your big picture? It's the defense. I just don't know. Because I only saw the MSU defense at full strength three times last year. And... I just don't know. If you told me the secondary was decent, I would say that the defense is good. But I, I don't know that. But I don't know that. That's to me, guess. that's because I, I really believe that the defensive line is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. I think that when you well, you couple, just recruit it well there. Yeah, and, and, and when, at linebacker, when you couple Errol Thompson with how you've you know the depth there and the, the JUCO pieces that have come in there and you know Tyrus Wheat, Jordan Davis. Fill in the blank. Aaron Brule, guy that's that's been around. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel kind of comfortable there. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Um, it, it is that secondary. It's completely the secondary that I think is going to make or break. Maybe Mississippi State season because I feel like if they're good, mm-hmm. then the defense is going to be pretty good. And that's all this defense has to be is just pretty good. And when we talk about tempo on offense, obviously defenses can't really set the tempo. But at the same time, they can play in an aggressive fashion, and that's what this defense is going to do. Errol Thompson seemed very pleased tonight talking to him about the way the defense is set up and the way that, that Coach Arnett has them in, in, in attack mode would be, I guess, how I would put it. Yeah. 
But it, I say this a lot in, in different things. He's not going to stand up there and say, yeah, it's it's tough. We're sucking it up out there through two days. You know, he, he's going to talk highly of it. Right. Um, so negative. I, well, it's just the nature of the beast. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to get up there. And, no, you're right. You're right. And, and so you really, you really do wonder what it what it looks like so far but i just feel like that up front i about said the front seven but i don't guess it would be a front seven if you're on a three three five right but you know defensive line and linebackers i feel like are good enough that it just all boils down to that secondary um i don't know we'll see and what's I, what's what a problem can be for mississippi state is wanting to play aggressive when you're weak in the secondary is a recipe for disaster. You know? Yeah. You I always A lot of man on man. Yeah, <laughs> Just, I mean, I always say, you know, I think back to the 2016 year, and what did I, I said a lot was they can't cover, but they can't blitz either. So, you know, you got to be able to do one. And if you can blitz effectively, you can make up for some, some issues in coverage. And if you can cover, then you can make up for the fact that you don't have a whole lot of pass rush. But if you can't do both, you're 2016, you're Peter Sermon. So, State better be able to be aggressive on defense. They better be able to get to the quarterback. They need Jordan Davis and Trey Lawson and uh, uh, what? What did he call Nate Watson? What's the Buki? Buki, Buki. Okay, Buki Watson and Aaron Brule, and then at the defensive end, Aaron, you know, uh, Kobe Jones and Marquis Spencer. They need those guys getting after the quarterback because after Martin Emerson. That's that's the end of the sure things in the MSU secondary as far as cornerbacks go. Yeah, I mean it's. <clears throat> it, it, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to uh, put a lot of money on saying that those guys are, are going to be fantastic this year or something. You know, that's maybe they will. Maybe, maybe they'll come out and surprise everyone. And, and and again, if they do, and that secondary is fine, I, I think Mississippi State's going to be really good. But. But we'll see. Um, you know, something I was thinking about, too, and I, these two guys are totally different individuals, but mm-hmm. I got to thinking a little bit about um, Mike Leach, and, you know, Errol was talking about how don't waste any time at practice, get what you got to yeah. get done kind of thing. I've kind of heard that about Leach from, now we've heard it from players, but I've heard it from his assistants, too, that Leach is a guy where it's, you know, get what you got to get done and um. Uh, not necessarily a stay up there at the football facility for 24 hours a day, every right. day kind of dude. In that regard, I kind of got to thinking back to when Chris Lamonis was first hired in baseball. You remember some of those guys were talking about how practice and everything was very, mm-hmm. I don't know, detailed. They knew when they were getting in and getting out, and they just kind of had everything streamlined, it seemed like, a little yeah. bit more. And that kind of seemed like what Errol Thompson was trying to say. And I I think that kind of – I think if I was an athlete, that would be good for me. A structure. Know what's next. Know what we got to get done. Get out there and do it. Don't waste a lot of time. It kind of seemed like that was what Errol was trying to say. That this don't don't you feel like. that there's a lot of similarity here in this that – you know, we talk about baseball. You went from Cohen, who we, you and I know is as regimented as they come, right? Going to be very organized. I never – Canizero strikes me as a guy, let's just get out there and hit and field and – you know, not, not even talking about you know off the field stuff. Just, I just felt like he would have just he would just wanted to go out there and play. And then you get Lamonis, obviously very regimented and organized guy. Sort of the same thing with football, right? Mullen 
very regimented, very organized. Moorhead, obviously not so much. And now you're back to it. If you're a guy like Errol Thompson who remembers playing for Mullen, this has got to be like coming home, don't you think? It could be. You know? It, it could be. Um, I, I really feel like Mike Leach kind of... I've I've heard some people talking about Leach since he's been hired and say that he doesn't necessarily fit in Starkville. I kind of think he does. I kind of think he's a fit for this team. Okay. Like it, it just based upon you know, and this isn't a knock on Joe because I, I really believe Joe Moorhead may get another crack one day at being a head coach. I thought Joe Moorhead was a great and, fit when he was hired, and, and I think that Joe, if he ever gets another crack to be a head coach, may may be a good one. Um, you know, you you live, you learn. Yeah, uh, I agree. But coming off of of Joe and, and just needing a little more, I mean, the word that we heard Cohen use whenever Joe was dismissed was was discipline. And when you think discipline, you think structure and all that stuff. It really does feel like you may have summed it up pretty well there. Like it, it may be kind of a return home, yeah. to the Mullen esque structure a little bit, which is know. sort of funny because Mullen Leach couldn't be more different as men than anybody else, right? Mullen. I don't know, I, Mullins, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't use like that football guy kind of term for Mullen, but he was very set in his ways, I guess. Whereas Mike Leach is just sort of, you know. All over the place. Uh, he's all over the place. You talk about being a fit. I think from a, a football sense, even though it's a huge change offensively, the, 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 the things that Mike Leach wants to be as a team, he wants a tough football team. He wants them to be, you know, physical. He wants them. To, that's that's the thing Mississippi State has been built on. He's just going to go about it a separate, a different way. Um, so from that stance, he's a fit. Mike Leach's personality isn't really a fit for Mississippi in terms of now. Well, politically, it, it is. Yeah. Well, well, Mike Leach's personality. Where is he? A that, fit? That's what I'm getting at. I don't know that it's a fit really anywhere. Mike Leach is the crazy uncle. Mike Leach is the guy, you know, you're driving to Thanksgiving, you're like, oh, God, Uncle Mike's going to be there. And, you know, my wife does have an Uncle Mike, and he is a crazy person. Uh, so, but he, he, that's who he is from a personality standpoint. You're just like, what is going to come out of his mouth next? But from a football standpoint, the things that Mike Leach wants from his football program is what Mississippi State fans want to see from their football program. So from that, I agree with you. Great fit for Mississippi State. Yeah. And I think Zach Arnett is too, because that's MSU fans, especially the fans of between, like say the the back half of your age, or like thirty one, thirty two, that were in their late early teens in the nineties, to the people who are maybe like twenty, you know, but like fifteen, ten years older than me in the sixties, they're in, they're in their sixties. They want Joe Lee Dunn back. That was the best time to be a Mississippi State fan was when Joe Lee Dunn was just dialing up blitzes. And wreaking havoc. That's what Mississippi State fans want. They want a defense that that hits people in the mouth. That you're that you're afraid to play. And that's what Zach Arnett's. That's at least his his philosophy. That's at least his uh, what he wants to do. Yeah. His 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 style. Problem is, Joe Lee Dunn had a few more tools. Well, tool he box. did. He did. But you know, we'll see where that. We'll see where it gets. Or at least you know. <laughs> Maybe Arnett does too. We just don't know it. Well, yet, if you but. think about that ninety, you know, if you we're going to do a little, little deep dive action here, the ninety-five team defensively was just miserable, so bad. Yeah, and then ninety-six, Joe Lee's first year, they were they were immediately better. So maybe you know, 
having players in better shape, not having your half your your your, your basically your two best players suspended for the whole year, and having you know a coach, you know who who understands what he wants to do. Not that, and that's a tough thing to say because Shoup was a really good defensive coordinator. You know, he 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 knew what he was doing. He was really hamstrung a year ago, uh, but maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility. This defense could be not just good, but you know, better than it was a year ago. And that again, we we've said it a thousand times: a top fifty defense with Mike Leach's offense is going to win a lot of games. You know, I mean, not so much this year because of the way the schedule is, but a top fifty defense on MSU's regular schedule with State doing offensively what we think they can do. Would have been an eight and fourteen, no question about it in my mind. But they got to get there. They got to do that. So, so tempo, it's not just about getting the line of scrimmage. You know, it's on all sides of the ball. You know, it's about being aggressive, offensively, defensively. I don't know if you. I, I'm not a fan of aggressive special teams, as you know. I just like to kick the ball in the end zone and call it a day. But you know, that mindset needs to permeate through the whole team. And you know, of our first round of player interviews, that feels like that's what yeah. has happened. An aggressive Mississippi State be fun to watch because yeah. you know that was that was, you talked about Mullen a while ago. That was his big bugaboo, man. You, you get into into these games, especially the big games, and you got into that play and not to lose mindset. Issues. Uh, well, there was that. It was uh, like know, a Jackie, though. You know, I I don't think that Mike Leach is going to have an issue when he plays Nick Saban being aggressive. You know, he may throw the football seventy times against Alabama. Who yeah. knows what he'll do? Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I I think this team's going to try to be aggressive. You just have to hope that the talent level is able, yeah, to execute that. All right, let's move on into one more thing before we get out of here, and that's going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget, uh, starting uh, tomorrow, the food truck is up and running, eleven a.m. to one thirty, and then again six to ten. Burgers, steaks, tacos, steak sandwiches, all the all the beefy goodness a man can stand <laughs> available to you right outside of Welcome Home Beef. I'm going to make a guess right now. You're going to buy a burger. You're going to buy a steak sandwich. You're going to take one bite, and you're going to walk right in and want to buy yourself some steaks for the weekend. It's just it's just that good. So give them a call today at 662-268-8148. Visit them online at facebook.com. Slash Welcome Home Beef. If you're in Hattiesburg, it's even easier. Just go by Cotton Blues and enjoy a Welcome Home Beef steak cooked to perfection there. If you're in Collinsville, Mississippi, or in that area, you can swing over to the local Piggly Wiggly, buy the products right off the shelf, or like I said, just give them a call at 662-268-8148. Find out if they can ship to you. Welcome Home Beef burgers, brisket, beef ribs, steaks, whatever it is, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Can you take anything else, else away tonight? Talked to Kobe Jones for the first time in a long time. Yeah. You didn't, uh, you didn't do what I asked. No, I didn't. Okay. I did. Well. You considered it? Well, no, I did not consider it oh. at all. Um, did check into that just because I hadn't checked into it in a long time the other day. But Is there anything interesting to talk about with that? No, okay, not at well, all. Then we'll, at we'll all. move on. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think I was checking into it for anything other than to just see if it was still even a thing. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it is still a thing, but nobody's done anything on it in a long time. Uh, did I take anything else out of the night? Uh, not really. Um, uh, 
I'm just trying to think if anything at all stood out that, that anyone said. I, it really did seem like they were taking the the COVID stuff precautions. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a good and, point. They, and yeah, all that. It seemed, that like, seemed like they were taking that pretty seriously. Tyler Horka, Ben Portnoy have been pretty good about asking questions, you know, around the COVID stuff and about, you know, what are you guys doing? And it felt like all three of the guys we talked to tonight, they at least had the right answers that, you know, I think Austin Williams specifically was like, you know, you have to make a choice. Do you want to play football or do you want to do those other things? And, you know, my choice is I want to play football. Um, they made it. They made it sound like you know. You know, could just be sort of like you were talking about. They're not going to say, "Well, the coaches suck." They're also not going to say, "Well, yeah, we had some teammates that we're <laughs> yeah. worried about." But they all said that for the most part, nobody had an issue in terms of wanting to opt out. Uh, we have not had anybody from this team opt out as of yet. Um, and that could change, but it hasn't yet. But it it, it does seem like, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, not that we don't know for sure that MSU is just releasing everything. We saw that Ole Miss had a a, a what, what the state of Mississippi would call an outbreak today amongst one of their teams. They, they said it was not football. Um, but Mississippi State has not released, I don't think, any kind of information recently. But that might be a result of the fact that they haven't had any information to release. My guess is there's a way to... I don't know how you would freedom of information it because it is medical, but there's got to be a way. But for the most part, it, it seems like Mississippi State has done a good job in their protocol. Well, yeah, and... I mean, there have been some, over the course of the last few weeks, there have been some guys in and out of quarantine. You know, they, they haven't been, names haven't gone out there and been reported or anything, but there's been a guy or two or three. But you hear, like, Mike Leach talking the other night, saying, by and large, we've been practicing fully healthy kind of thing. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't think he says that. Unless it's they're actually doing that, you know, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to say that. He could just say, you know, he could have answered Tyler's question the other night and just said, you know, I, I'm not going to answer it anyway. You know, he, he said if there were positive tests, I wouldn't tell you. But then he went on to say, but we have been practicing mostly healthy. Yeah. Um. So it does sound like, for the most part, yeah. state has not had to battle much of this so far. Yeah, and I, look, that that's a credit to to those guys, yeah. too, for for not but, doing stupid stuff. You could set up all the protocols you want, but if the players are dumb, they're going to get caught and they're going to get positive tests. So yeah, to me, the ultimate credit lies with the players because they are the only ones who can keep themselves from getting positive tests. Again, you can set everything up, all the protocols, all the testing, everything on the facility that you want. But if once those guys get out of practice and they take a shower and they head out, if they're going to the bars and going going out and doing whatever, they're going to come home and get a positive test. There's no question about that. Yeah. So, and, and not to turn this into another show of should they play or should they not play. No, no, they should but, play. We're, but, we're yeah, definitely saying that. Yeah, no, no doubt about that to, to me. But to me, it's another example of how when, when they're playing football and when they're in these facilities, it allows them to have a little – Here's that word again we talked about earlier, structure, to what they're doing. It gives them a reason and a motivation to try and stay healthy and not do uh, not do dumb stuff, not just to catch coronavirus, but other stuff. Uh, you know, when was it, a week or so ago when, when Malik Heath was arrested? If I'm not mistaken, I think they had that week off. 
I think Mississippi State had that week off. They were not, uh, you know, going through walkthroughs. I believe and stuff. you're correct. Yeah, and so happened in a week when there yeah. wasn't football and stuff. Right. And look, that's not me poking fun or saying look at this or whatever, but it just goes to show that, uh, you know. What's the old saying? You can help me out here. Idle hands or the devil's handiwork or whatever. The devil's tools. The devil, whatever. You know, like, you know that more than me. Maybe I don't know. But these guys in the f- football facility and stuff. For for many of them, I mean, it, it's their life. You you heard Errol Thompson tonight when he was asked, did he even consider opting out? And he said, No, I love football too much. Yeah. Um. For so many of these guys, this is their life. This is their motivation to go to school. It. I, don't, I think back to that post I saw on Six Pack back over the weekend, and the football coach from, I think, down around the Jackson area was talking about, I, I don't know if any of my kids would have, you know, been harmed from coronavirus, but I, I, I do know that, uh, you know, that you kind of got me a little... A little flustered there. A little fly. I, don't know. I mean, I see what you're getting at, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, the structure of football is providing the the, the shield basically away from the coronavirus. No, yeah. no question about that. So we'll see where it takes us. All right, tomorrow night we're supposed to talk to assistant coaches. Don't know who that's going to be yet, and then we will talk to Mike Leach again on uh, Saturday. Real quick programming update for you. No podcast for you Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. Uh, I will be uh, out of town and unavailable. Back at it on uh, for your Tuesday morning podcast so we'll talk to you we have another podcast this week but then for next week we'll miss the first day guys have a great uh thursday that's what we did yeah, for whatever term. reason this week i think I'm, talking to leach made me feel like it was monday there's that and it's just having stuff to do in the evening is throwing me off yeah it's, i've got to get a new, it's a new routine got to get back into it but we'll do that guys have a great thursday back with you on friday for joel t coleman Woo. i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.